Welcome to Bible Prophecy Radio. In the news, what lies ahead in your future? Will the earth be ruined or restored? Let's find out. Now here's your host, Albert Hardy. Hi everybody, this is Albert Hardy. I survived Irma. Yay, thank you God. We got some minor damage. Um, It took out uh, one piece of the metal on my roof, and uh, I had to put it back up there. And a, a trim piece and a vent got blown off, and it took one of my two trees that Brenda and I planted 30 years ago. It topped them and took one of the pieces like a spear and jabbed, jammed it down into the roof and created a hole in it right through the metal Who'd have thunk it? So I had to get after that and repaired it. And uh, finally, I'm done to the point where I can podcast. We finally got electricity. took about eight days. But the crews worked tirelessly, and i got to give them credit. So welcome to Bible Prophecy Radio again. I believe this is episode 19, 18 or 19. I want to read some things to you in the 40th, 41st, and 42nd chapter of Isaiah. Listen to this. Verse 3. The voice of him that cries in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight the path through the desert, and a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill shall be made low. I'll read that again. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. Now, in Scripture, mountains and hills can represent governments, and valleys the poor and the weak and the oppressed. So I find that interesting, at least, if not... Uh, directly related. Let's see, um, continuing in verse 4, And the crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places be made smooth. For the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. The grass withered, this is in verse 8, dropping down there. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God shall stand forever. Verse 10, Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work goes before him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. That sounds great. He shall gather the lambs in his arm and carry them in his innermost being and gently lead those that are with young, the pregnant. In verse 15, he says, Behold, the nations are as a drop in the bucket and are counted as small dust in the balance. Behold, he takes up the isles as a very little thing. Well, Irma took up 
Puerto Rico, Barbados, um, Dominican, and lots of other places and just devastated them, just ruined them almost completely. So was this a God thing? Did God do this? Um, well, God has control of the whole earth. He can make that thing go away. He can blow it away. He can disintegrate it or do whatever he wants to. He doesn't need us, but he does need us to learn certain things. I, for one, have learned several in this hurricane. Get prepared. I keep hearing Jesus say that. Be ready. So I have contracted uh, with a guy and my gas man to give me a stove and run the lines out to my back porch for that stove, a gas stove, particularly a natural gas stove. We went several days without the ability to cook. I have an electric stove in the house. Now I have a gas stove on the back porch. But what if you're not able to just go buy something like that? Well, you can get a camp stove like I did in the beginning before all that became available. And uh, I had to find fuel for it. And so I went to Walmart. Or no, it was Home Depot. And I bought a uh, an empty canister for LP gas. And I took it to my gas man and had him filled it. And they rigged up a, a tube and a valve to let me use it. Unfortunately, that did not work. It, the valve caught fire and flames shot up and it was a mess for a while. Then I found some fuel in a little can that was designed for camp stoves, not under the high pressure of LP, and it worked. And it's, though the knob is now melted and burnt, it still functions. So anyway, in verse 17 he says, All nations before him are as nothing. They are counted to him as less than nothing and worthless. Now, is he trying to tell us that his handiwork, us, are worthless? No, not necessarily. Verse 18, to whom will, they, will you liken God? Or what likeness will you compare unto him? The workman melts a graven image, and the goldsmith spreads it over with gold and casts silver chains. He that is so impoverished that he has no oblation or offering chooses a tree. I think that's what that word means, oblation. Chooses a tree that will not rot. He seeks unto the one who is a cunning craftsman to prepare a graven image that it will not be moved. Well, God says in verse 21... Have you not known? Have you not heard? Hasn't it been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth that it is God that sits upon the circle of the earth? That's scientific. The earth is round. And the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers. 
He stretched out the, the heavens as a curtain and spread them out as a tent to dwell in. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Say that again. He stretched out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out as a tent to dwell in. Yes, that's the whole thing. That's the purpose of the universe. It's a place to dwell, a place for people, a place for people to dwell in. Yes, that is it. It's not like you go to a cloud and evaporate into that at death, and then you live there in air-conditioned comfort, just sorting through harp music and comparing your wings out the back and stuff like that. No. Now, uh, let's jump over to 4518 for a moment. 4518, Isaiah says this, For thus says the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it also. He established it all, and I'm adding the all, he established it, he created it, not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none like me, or none else. Now, let's go to 51.16. 51.16, Isaiah says this, And I have put my words in your mouth, and I have covered you with the shadow of my hand, why? That I might plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth and say to Zion, You are my people. Unquote. Revelation 21 says this. I want to go there to further clinch this. Don't get the idea or believe the idea that heaven is just useless. Chapter 21, Revelation, verse 1, says this, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. See, we're not going there just yet. He's coming here first. And I heard a great voice out of heaven, the throne, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, nor hurricanes. Hmm. Doesn't say that, I'm sorry. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write this down, for these words are faithful and true. And he said unto me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Wow. 
Are you thirsty? I know I am. I'm thirsting for him and all I can get from him and out of him. I want to be his son, and I want whatever it is he wants to give me. I want a future with him doing great things that he wants done. I love what he's up to. He's developing worlds and putting life on them. I want to be a part of that. That's too cool. Verse 7, chapter 21 of Revelation. He that overcomes shall inherit all things. According to the Moffat translation, that all things means the universe. And I will be as God, and he shall be my son. Wow. Unquote. Dropping down to 22, um, 3. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their thoughts, or in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, no, no um, need for a candle or a lamp, neither the sun, for the Lord God gives them light and they shall reign forever and ever. Wow. I want to be a part of what God is doing. That is too cool. It's powerful. It's adventurous. It's thrilling. There's nothing like it. Nothing like it anywhere. Notice Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10. For this is the covenant, the agreement, that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. They shall not teach everyone his neighbor or fellow citizen, every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest, and I will be merciful unto their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities shall I remember no more. Wow. All shall know me from the least to the greatest, God says right here. Let's see if we can find something to back that up. Let's go to Ezekiel eleven twenty for a moment. Verse 19 of um, 11 first is, and I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh, and give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes, and keep my ordinances, and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. I read this last time, I think, but this is Jeremiah 10.10. That's easy to remember, Jeremiah 10.10. But God, the Lord, is the true God. He is the living God and an everlasting king. At his wrath the earth shall tremble, and the nations shall not be able to abide his indignation. Wow. Thus shall you say unto them, the gods that have not made the heavens and the earth, they shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. Wow.
In chapter 9, verse 23, he says, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man um, glory in his might, let not the rich man glory in his wealth, but let them that glory, glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord which exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. Do you delight in what he delights in? Do you love what he loves? Do you want what he wants? We all, as Christians, should do that. We should want very much to be a part of whatever it is God is doing. He's real, and he's alive, and he is returning to the earth, maybe sooner rather than later. I personally think it's a shame that churches do not use the Old Testament. Jesus corroborated it. Just read the parable of Lazarus and the rich man in Luke 16, verses 19 through 31. In verse 31, he says, If they don't believe Moses and the prophets, i.e. the Old Testament, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. That's the New Testament, Jesus. So if they don't believe the Old Testament because, or, well, they don't read it, how are they going to believe it? Neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. You want to know why the church is losing ground and people are falling away? Well, they don't read the Bible. They don't believe in reading the Old Testament. No wonder. They've lost faith. They've lost sight of God and who he is. Delight in the understanding that you understand him. Let's go to Zechariah 8, and starting in verse 8. And I will bring them, and they shall dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. They shall be my people, and I will be their God in truth and in righteousness. Verse 16. These are the things that you shall do. Speak every man the truth to his neighbor. Execute righteous judgment, in other words, the judgment of truth, and peace in your gates. What's the way to peace? Do unto others as you would have them do to you. If both neighbors did that, there would be peace. Think about that. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. You want your neighbor to act that way toward you, act that way toward your neighbor, and there will be peace. In verse 17 of chapter 8 in Zechariah, he says this, And let none of you imagine evil in your hearts against his neighbor, and don't love false oaths, for all these things I hate says the Lord God. And what does God require of us? Let's see if we can find a scripture on that one. Micah 6 and verse 8. Micah, let's see, where is that? Malachi, Zechariah, I'm going backwards toward Micah, Zephaniah, 
it says, He has showed you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Micah is the one who in chapter 4, verse 1, said this, But in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain or government of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and the peoples shall flow unto it, and many nations shall say, or come and say, Come, let's go up to the mountain of the Lord, and to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For the law shall go out of Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and he shall judge between many people, and rebuke strong nations afar off, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up a sword against nation, and neither shall they learn war any more. But instead, they shall sit every man under his own vine and under his own fig tree, and none shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord has said this and spoken it. For all people will walk every one in the name of his God. And he will walk, or we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. In that day, says the Lord, I will assemble all those that are crippled, gather the outcasts, those that are driven out, and her that I have afflicted. And I will make her that halts or is uh, crippled a tiny remnant of, pe- of the people and her that was cast afar off into a strong nation. For the Lord shall reign over them and in Mount Zion from that time on even forever. Wow. In verse 11, Now also many nations are gathered against you that say, Let her be defiled. It's talking about Israel. After all, this is a book about Israel. It's Israel's Bible, the Holy Bible. Verse 13, Arise and thresh, O daughter of Zion, for I will make your horn iron, and I will make the hoofs of your horses brass, that you shall beat into many pieces many people, and I will consecrate their gain unto the Lord, and their substance unto the Lord of the whole earth. So here he refers to God as the boss, the Lord of the whole earth. And that's exactly what he will be. All other world religions are going away. Goodbye, Islam. Goodbye, Buddhism, or any other ism you can think of. There's only going to be one God left standing. I suggest we all pledge our allegiance to him. In verse 18, chapter 7 of Micah, Who is God like unto you, 
talking directly to the Lord our God, that pardons iniquity and passes by transgressions of the remnant of his heritage. He retains not his anger forever. He delights in mercy. He will turn again and will have compassion on us. He will subdue our iniquities and will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Doesn't that sound great? Wow, what a great God. You will perform the truth to Jacob and mercy to Abraham, which you have sworn unto our fathers from the days of old. Well, we Gentiles can get grafted into the family of God. What a marvelous God we serve. I suggest you also go to my website. You can type in itellwhy.com. You can read my eight books there. There's books on prophecy, on heaven and hell, the kingdom of God, evolution, and I'm definitely not for that balderdash. It's senseless, useless, stupid to think that all this good in the world happened by itself. Just one of those anomalies that happens from time to time in the universe. No. It was designed and built and sustained by our great God. Itellwhy.com Well, until next time, this is Albert Hardy saying, Be safe. Get prepared for rough times coming ahead. But until then, I will talk to you later. Thanks for listening. I tell why.com. Goodbye.